If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. The day science begins to study non-physical phenomena, it will make more progress in one decade than in all the previous centuries of its existence. Nikola Tesla. Welcome to The Frequency Shifter Show. I'm your host, Corinne Summers, founder of Artisan Pharmacy. In this show, we explore ways to raise the frequency of ourselves, one another, and our planet. We're digging deep into all things metaphysical, from what is frequency, to the power of sound, the Schumann resonance, our DNA, Reiki, the energy of water, and beyond. All to shift our minds and bodies back into alignment with richer states of connection, elevated awareness, and maximum human potential. And we're bringing on the global experts and thought leaders to share their wisdom as they let us pick their brains around all these juicy, mysterious topics. First of all, I don't know who Ricky is and metaphysical, Schumann's Renaissance. What are you, I don't even know. What are you talking about? Wait a minute. I need us to take a step back and calm down. What are we even talking about here? (laughs) Oh yeah. I forgot to mention, I have a co-host. The universe insisted, what can I say? This is Alex Terranova, founder of Dream Mason. He's sort of a newbie to some of this frequency stuff, and he's going to help keep everything balanced, grounded, and relatable. So this show isn't just for the experts to nerd out on all things metaphysical, but it's an open welcome space for everyone to explore the mysteries of the universe and raise our frequencies together. Welcome to today's episode of The Frequency Shifter Show. My name is Corinne Summers, founder of Artisan Pharmacy, and I'm here with my awesome co-host, Alex Terranova, founder of Dream Mason. Alex, how's it going? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing great. Happy to be here with you guys. I know. It's always fun. You know, we're so far apart, but it's almost like we're not. We talk so often. I know. It's great. It is almost like we get to hang out. Although I do miss giving you a big hug. (laughs) I mean, I do think you and I, you're probably in the top like three or four people that I talk to every week. Like, I mean, between like not just podcasting, but like we text each other, we're like messaging. I'm like, oh my God, make this lady go away. Why is she talking to me so much? No, it's great. Uh, Love you too. Um, (laughs) I was thinking though, hey, like we're coming up onto the end of the year and I know earlier this year and at the end of last year, um, you were having a lot of gut issues. And so you chose in January of 2020 to go vegan and totally leave your meat eating life and just go hard for a whole year. So how does it feel? We're about to hit December, your last month. What's, what are, what's the feedback? How are you feeling? It's so it's been an interesting ride. First of all, I have to say best lesson of the whole thing was understanding how disciplined I can be when I choose something. And I think the lesson, big lesson there was like to say to make like often we're like, I'm going to do this, but we don't really choose it. Like we're not like people are like, I'm not going to eat French fries for a week or some kind of like open ended thing versus like I'm I am vegan. I'm vegan for this whole year and there's no alternative. It's just the way it is. And I was really surprised for a year that I just was like, okay, that's how it is now. And and I never cheated. And I never, I think two or three times I ate something that somebody was like, Hey, I think that has something in it. And I was like, Oh, and I just put it down and moved on. But like, at no point did I cheat or want to cheat. Um, from a feeling health perspective, 
the first three or four months of the year, I felt incredible, like better sleep. My, I felt like lean. I had more energy. Um, the kind of gross stuff that you don't always want to talk about, like, you know, the, the bathroom stuff was like on point. If you can just figure, imagine for yourself what on, point, there. Yeah. Yeah, what on point would be. Um, I looked good. My skin was good. People would compliment. They'd be like, you look so great. Like things like that. And then the middle of the year, it actually stopped. And I felt like the way I felt before. And I kind of started to get bummed out. And I started to think about like, I'm not going to be vegan again. I don't think this really works for me. And now we're at the end of the year and I feel great again. Um, And so now I'm like kind of undecided. I'm actually just made an appointment with a naturopath to go run all my blood and all like, and my cortisol levels, everything. Cause I want to see like how everything shows up, like from the inside things I can't see, right. Like I can't see like cholesterol, iron, whatever, you know, whatever all those things are. Um, and then I think along with that, I'll probably share it with you and you can tell me what you think. Um, but, uh, so I don't know what's going to happen, but I know I'm not going to go back to eating meat like every day. So we'll see. Awesome. Well, you're taking all the right steps. And that's actually yeah. pretty common to go, you know, the first year to, you know, as you're, you're balancing out and, and figuring out what works for you. Um, perfect segue though, because we have um, a really special guest here today. Another good friend of mine uh, from here in Chicago, who is very knowledgeable on the relationship between gut health, brain health, uh, and so much more. Uh, Matt Lancer, the founder of Kombuchade. Matt, how's it going? Thanks so much for being here with us today. Ori, Alex, so excited to be here. Uh, it is one of the first uh, media appearances I've had uh, this year, and it's been you know a lot of time to do a lot of self reflection. And I'm really excited to you know potentially tap into the insights that all three of us have gained over this past, uh, I mean, eleven months or so. We're almost at the end of the year here. It's really hard to believe. We should, we should actually just ask you like right off the bat. Cause I didn't even talk about that just now about like the, the mind body, the mind body connection or the gut mind connection. You know, you introduced that about Matt being like an expert on that. And that was something for me as the stresses changed throughout the year, I would feel different in my body regardless of what I was eating. What is that? Can you like break that down for us? Like, why would my gut, why does my gut feel different? you know, based on what's going on in my life, not just based on what I'm eating. Yeah, no, I mean, for me, my, uh, the way I sort of got into this was as a high performance athlete, uh, I was training and chasing a professional rugby dream. And so I was constantly looking for things that were going to add benefits to my lifestyle that were going to help me recover, help me perform, uh, maybe help me sleep. And uh, I got into kombucha just as sort of a, I was looking for a snack, you know, playing in a rugby tournament out in Seattle. And I tried it. It was helping me digest all these energy goos and caffeine pills and stuff that we were typically taking during these tournaments. And uh, I have a background in uh, materials engineering. So I really just started to dive into the human body, I realized that I had all this knowledge about how machines work and how physics works, but I didn't really know much about this machine, this one that we walk around in and use all day. And I was shocked to find that there was a lot, almost a mountain of evidence pointing to the fact that 
we not only have a, a brain or neurological activity occurring in our heads, but also in our guts. And there was a, you know, sort of a, a mythological or sort of an ancient historical context of trusting your gut and having an intuition and uh, come to find out that there's almost as much neural activity in the gut uh, as there is in your brain. And it's also the location where a majority of our hormones are created. Uh, so things like serotonin, things like uh, other sex hormones or other, you know, a lot of our biological processes are being governed down in our gut, uh, but it is a two-way street. So if we're overthinking or there's a lot of stress going on in our brains, it actually is directly affecting how our gut is performing as well. That's also fascinating. There's actually, there's also gray matter in the stomach, isn't there? Uh, I'm not, I'm not super well-versed in if there's gray matter or not. I just know that the, what really surprised me was the amount of neural activity. So the electrical activity that is occurring down there. And oftentimes the analogy that most people will use is like, if you have ever felt butterflies in your stomach or if you've ever felt a vibe in a room kind of in your gut, like a sinking feeling, uh, that's very similar to, you know, what thoughts are or what all these different emotions are when they pop into our heads. And how are they measuring the neurological activity? Like what is the, how has the modern science come to meet what ancient wisdom has known for a long time? Electricity. Uh, so we can look at how these electrical fields uh, are generated. Uh, they're also generated in the heart. They're generated in the brain. And now we're finding that uh, they're generated in the gut. And uh, I, I think it is sort of getting its way to towards aligning with some of the, you know, chakra or energy system types of modalities that have been talked about for a long time. And, you know, we're now starting to be able to measure some of these things. And it's a really exciting time, I think, to be at that that leading edge of science and spirituality. When people are, you know, I, I recognize what you both were just talking about in the, you know, when I'm nervous, I don't know how much I feel it in my head. I feel it in my body a lot more. And when, and, and the funny thing is about that, it's like, it's harder. I actually think it's harder to get out of your body, that energy than out of your, my brain. Like if it's in my brain, I can like meditate or I can like kind of talk myself down. When I feel nervous in my body, my gut and my legs, it feels like it's harder to shake. Do you have any, you know, what do you do? You know, you're an athlete, you're a business owner now. What do you do to kind of, I want to say like balance the the emotions and the feelings that are going on in your body or in your head or like you know especially when they're not caused by like what we're putting into ourselves yeah i mean that's like the million dollar question right and i think uh i try to break it down like really simply so i started trying to look at the body in terms of what i understood which was materials engineering so like the majority of our body is mostly water. Uh, the majority of our body is mostly bacteria. You know, there are some estimates that say that for every one human cell, tissue cell, there are 10 bacteria cells. So we're almost outnumbered in 
what we are as physical matter in terms of bacteria versus human tissue cells. Uh, so I just started looking into like, how can I optimize water or what is going on in my body that is leading to these physical manifestations uh, or unpleasant manifestations, fatigue or, or restlessness, anxiety, these different things. And I kind of started to occur to me that uh, these vehicles are actually very similar to kombucha. Uh, I started seeing the human body as like a living fermentation machine. Um, Cause if you think about it, like we bring in water, we bring in food, it goes into our stomach, which is like a heated warm environment where it goes through a fermentation process. And the outcome of that fermentation process is what your body uses to create energy. Um, so I just started exploring these different ideas and there's so many different variables. So I always tell everybody you have, you do have to kind of find your own brew. Like you got to figure out like what works for you, what combination of meat or no meat, what combination of exercise, what combination of whatever is going to work for you. Cause we all have different genetic profiles. You know, all of our ancestors were eating different things. All of us have access to different things and it's some combination of clean water, sunlight, sleep, exercise, and some kind of meditative or some type of rest, you know, actual planned rest. You know, it, it seems to be some mixture of those things. And one of the biggest things I found, uh, particular, particularly, uh, you know, as a, like an advantage for me was a daily journaling practice where I was really committing to these things and writing them down and holding myself accountable, uh, you know, to like get even a grasp of what I was doing or what I was consuming. Cause it's really easy to say that you're doing something, but if you're not, you don't have checks and balances in place to hold yourself accountable it's really hard to figure out even where you are in this world sometimes. Yeah. Especially these days with, you know, we don't, all of our routines were pretty much destroyed by 2020. All of our plans, we were talking about this a little bit before the show, our, our calendars went out the window. Um, so we're, we're having to shift. And if you don't have really, if you didn't have really, really strong habits and um, rituals that built you up before this, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a difficult time to create them. Um, but what would you, what are some of the, like the top things that you would say that people do to start building a habit for themselves of, you know, creating that, that time and space or creating a practice of journaling? Yeah, that's so, I mean, I was destroyed by this year in terms of my routines and my daily practices. Um, I've moved to like three different residences. Uh, I've had to leave gyms. I've had to not be able to go to a gym. I've had to go through, you know, changes in my uh, practitioners, you know, the doctors that I go to to receive acupuncture or different types of care. Um, I, I think for me, what you have to be realistic with yourself. Um, the daily journal thing is something like you have to set it up so it doesn't take you an hour. You know, can you get it done in 10 minutes? Can you keep a promise to yourself for 30 days? Uh, you know, are the, like, can you concentrate on something? Can you focus on something? And I think it, it's oftentimes like 
making it really small and achievable, but consistently keeping that promise to yourself. And like, I, I think some, like, I forget who it was, but they were like, can you do a push up for 30 days in a row? You know, like, it doesn't sound that hard, but it's something you have to consistently focus on. And as you build that sort of ability to keep promises to yourself over time, it becomes easier to add things to that load. So if I were to tell you, like, can you do a daily journal for five years? I mean, that's going to seem really overwhelming, but can I say, can you try it for seven days? Can you do it for 30 days? You know, 30 days is really what I think it takes to get a a routine or a pattern to start to build some traction in there. Uh, and even then you might, you might miss a day or you might, but it's, I think it's just making it achievable and making it not overwhelming. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just not, it's not easy. So you've got to find something that, that allows you to enjoy it in some way or something that you can, you know, is going to benefit you over the long term, even if the short term it's uncomfortable. I love the idea and it's so simple of baby steps. Like that's a thing, right? Like babies don't jump up and run marathons. They're not like, you know, doing CrossFit, like right when they get, uh, you know, start walking. But as we grow up, we like discard the fact that human beings, like it's a process to improve or change or grow at anything. Like it doesn't, you know, we, we might be able to, like if we go to manifestation, right? Like I would say that people that practice manifestation become faster and better at it. But the first time you're like essentially trying to manifest, you're not like, it's, it's just like not happening for people. And I think that really speaks to people get beat up by like this idea of they're like, oh, well, you know, you guys do this or Alex went vegan for a year or something. And it's like, I can't do it because I can't do that. And it's like, go vegan for a day, like win one day. Um, I talked to a guy who was telling me that like, people are like, I, I get, they get bummed out over trying to make money. And he's like, yeah, well, if you can't make a hundred thousand dollars, how do you make a million? Like win the next battle. And then you get to like raise the bar up a little bit. Um, for you, I'm curious, like what you, what's, what are the areas that you're like kind of trying to break through and overcome that you kind of push yourself? Yeah. Uh, if you see this, I've recently gotten into martial arts. Um, <laughs> I just, oh I was God. like, is he tired? What is he showing us? <laughs> no, that's a black eye. <laughs> uh, I just, I so really enjoy, I don't know. I've almost trained myself to enjoy that feeling of things being new and overwhelming and like, just diving into, I don't know, this idea that like, if I'm not comfortable, it's like I'm training my brain. And so I sort of look at mental training very similar to how I look at physical training. Like it takes time, it takes practice. There's things you're not going to know how to do or movements that you're not going to know how to do. And if you try to compare yourself to somebody who's well-versed in those particular movements or is well-versed in a different sport, you're not going to feel good about yourself because you're focusing on something that's not realistic. But if I can get over that scared feeling of going into a new gym where I don't know anybody and 
most of the people there could probably kill me or like break my arm or something. Like, I think it's finding ways to, I don't know, normalize that feeling. And I cold, cold showers has been one of those ways that I practice that daily is like, I don't always want to do it. Like sometimes I'm there in the morning and I'm like, this is dumb. Like, I don't, I can just do it tomorrow. And it's that same thing that happens every time when you shove your, whoop, you shove your dream back down, you know, like that, that's what comes up every time, no matter what it is, when you're, if it's a little thing you're afraid of, a big thing you're afraid of, we're all humans. And no matter what, you know, like level of the mountain you're on, you're going to have that reaction or have that feeling. And I, I don't know, it's like finding a small way to hold the line for yourself in whatever way that is. Um, but it's definitely a skill that's practiced. I don't, I don't believe that people naturally are able to just dive into fear like that. I think it's something you, you learn over time. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because people resist change so much, but our world and our lives are always changing. And I absolutely believe in this way of living, of continually putting yourself in those positions of challenge. Um, and also that it's a mind fitness. That's what I always love to call it. It's a mind fitness. Every repetition or every time you're bringing your attention, you know, from your mind wandering back to the present moment in a meditation, or every time you're pushing yourself to do something new and allowing yourself to open the space to, you know, rise into a new way of being. Every time you push yourself a little bit or take one of those baby steps, even in creating a new habit, it's like one repetition for your brain muscle, for your, you know, for your mind. And it's, if you don't practice, just like with anything, you know, you can't just like go out there and do a handstand, you're going to fall on your face. Um, it's the same thing with building resilience and ability to conquer your fears. Um, so that's awesome. I'm actually, I'm starting, um, I bought, I got a flute recently. I'm learning how to play the flute. That's like a one and taking singing lessons. So I'm exploring my musical, uh, <laughs> side as one way of, um, you know, breaking into a new space and doing something that scares me a little bit, but is really, really fun. Um, and it's, and I hear this from a lot of people that during this year that they're like taking, okay, they're like trying to start taking their power back. Nobody expected it to go yeah. this long, but now we're like, okay, what can we do to make this a year of overcoming and, you know, being a Phoenix, like rising out of the, the ashes and, um, taking on something new, like martial arts or whatever it might be. Um, so what in this, and this is what I mean by like raising our frequency. You know, we throw this word around raising your vibration, raising your vibration. What does it really mean to raise your vibration? Um, and so I'd actually love to hear from you, like, what is vibration? How would you break that down to somebody into plain English using your background and knowledge of like energy and electricity? And then also, you know, all of these habits of how we bring it into real life. Yeah, no, totally. I think, uh, when we're talking about raising our vibration, I somewhat will use an analogy of what I came into with the human body and that we're water and we're conducting electricity, which is energy. So when you're thinking about vibrations, it's a measure of energy through a medium. So sound is a vibration in the air that is resonated by a, a organ in our ears that allows us to discern that energy 
into a thing that we hear as sound. You know, our eyes are bringing in vibrations of light through uh, essentially air molecules and whatever else is in our environment. And our eyes going into our brains are detecting that vibration or that energy and translating it into what we see in the physically manifested world. And so for the human body, I was looking at, you know, there's two ways to increase conductivity. There's two ways to increase electricity. It's either increasing that conductivity, you're increasing the ability of that water to carry more energy, uh, or you're decreasing the resistance. So you're removing elements that are decreasing the conductivity of the of that water. So when I think of raising our frequencies, you're either increasing the ability of your body to carry more energy per time, uh, or you're removing elements that are decreasing the ability of your body to carry higher energy currents. So a great way to think about energy is to, I love this water analogy because it's, it's very similar to like the size of a pipe. So you're either increasing or decreasing the ability to carry more energy over time, or you're removing, you know, say there were some kind of plaque or some kind of buildup being built on the side of those pipes, you're removing that plaque or that buildup or those particulates that are in the way. Um, so I try to think about the human body in terms of that, like, there's all these different ways that we can remove heavy metals or we can cleanse our body or we can, you know, maybe there's molds in our environment or different bacteria and microbes that aren't good for us in our environments that we can remove. And then there are also beneficial bacteria or beneficial, uh, you know, like salt is an example that has a, sometimes a lot of baggage when you talk about it, but salt is part of what makes the water in our bodies conductive so that when my brain sends an energy to my hand, there's electricity shooting through my, the water in my body that's allowing me to do that. And if I don't have enough salt, salts in my body, that electricity can't conduct as well. Um, so really, it's two things. It's removing things that uh, you know, not, don't allow you to conduct electricity and adding things that do allow you to conduct electricity. I love the uh, pipe metaphor. Um, it's so clear and it's so, I mean, we all know, right? Like if we look through a microscope, it's, so there's all just like atoms and neurons and like neutrons and things that are moving around. Um, but a way to look at our body as essentially like um, a, a thing to uh, move energy around and like are we adding to, are we adding to the ability to help that energy move or are we slowing it down and i think if you look at everything in your life that makes so much sense in your relationships are you adding the space for relationships to move and grow or are you creating it so they're getting smaller and shutting down in your community in your business we could take that that simple idea of electricity and water in our bodies and actually apply it to everything um we're, uh, we're, man, we've like the time on this episode is like flown by. Karim, what do you, where do we want to like give, what do we want to have Matt do to wrap this up? There's so, I mean, I we could know, talk to him for a, like hours. I know. I have a couple other questions. One really Go quick one I, I really want to ask because I also really believe in, in salt and I, I've done a lot of studying in Ayurveda and they use rock salt 
um, mm-hmm. a lot as like a healing mechanism. And there's again, like anytime you're doing a fast or a cleanse, I've done like Panchakarma and a lot of other um, Ayurvedic cleanses. And I practice Ayurveda regularly. And, and that's, you know, salt is a huge key in the, the healing process. Um, but I'm all, I, and so I get different types of like, you know, Himalayan salts and black salts and rock salts and even some, some smoked salts and all different, you know, I like to explore different salts. Um, but it's some, it's, you know, the difference between like iodized and not like, what salt do you use when you're using it in this kind of like medicinal way? Cause it's not necessarily just like going out and buying your average Joe salt and putting it all over your food. Right. Like there's a little more to using it in. Yeah, no, that's like, it's actually like a huge, huge part of the conversation because when we talk about health, we often get these things that are thrown out there, stay hydrated, you know, make sure you do this, but you have to take those to the next level, which is what is Security. that water? Is that water clean? Are there heavy metals in that water? Are there other things in that? Like, and salt is the same thing, you know, that iodized bleached white salt that is com- like common table salt doesn't have the actual balance of elements and minerals in it that your body needs. Um, so when you're talking about, you know, salt as a healing element, it's finding one that has a natural ratio or composition of those different trace minerals and elements. I'm trying to think if we, we actually just launched a kombucha product, uh, using, uh, sea salt, uh, called Flor de Sal. Uh, it's found off the coast of Portugal and it has in it this composition of minerals and elements that are needed for your body to make its own electrolytes. Um, so mm-hmm. I personally do, I was using that salt for about a year before I decided to put it in a product. Um, but it's typically what like a, if you could envision like a Michelin star chef doing like a little sprinkle right at the end of a dish. Uh, it's like a, a really high grade finishing sea salt. Amazing. That's actually a great lead into, um, we haven't talked about kombucha and kombucha and all your amazing products. And I know we, we have to, um, start to get wrapped up here, but would you mind just sharing a little bit about like your, your products, what you do, your recovery drinks, you have so many amazing different types of beverages that are under that kombucha umbrella. Yeah. I, you know, I just felt a responsibility after learning some of this knowledge, uh, to find a way and build a vehicle to spread this information. And, you know, at, you know, at the time, synchronistically, I was working as an engineer in the automation space. Uh, so I was working with a lot of food and beverage accounts and I saw an opportunity to create a lifestyle brand around these concepts, around these ideas of how do we increase conductivity and decrease resistance? How do we connect this to this second brain? You know, like as an athlete, if you start to intuitively understand that you have a second brain and a lot of those split second split decision uh, moments in a match or in, you know, whatever sport you're participating in, uh, it has to do with how fast that electricity can travel. And, uh, I just started brewing up some kombucha that I thought was going to do those things for me, you know, was going to increase the conductivity, decrease some of the resistance, 
Uh, I started drinking less alcohol and kombucha started replacing, you know, beers and, and wine for me. And, you know, I noticed in the industry, there was a, a focus on kombucha as like a soda replacement. Like everyone was making plain kombucha and then adding fruit juices and then artificially carbonating it to give it that healthy soda feel. And I really wanted something that was more of like a sports drink replacement. Uh, so I went for a more, you know, traditional sports drink feel, not as carbonated. Uh, our products are lightly sparkled, but they're naturally effervescent. So we do what's called a bottle conditioning step where they get bottled. And then typically they're, uh, in a cellar for about three to four months before we sell them so that they can naturally sort of settle and create a little bit of effervescence. Uh, we started using herbs with different functions. Uh, so rooibos for helping us digest our food, yerba mate for helping to create energy, ginger root to help detox the body. And then we uh, do not add any fruit juices or flavorings or it's, it's literally the cleanest dried herb and tea fermented for seven days, put in a bottle and, you know, everything is super natural. Um, we've been recently shifting into doing like this, I don't know, like extra functional boosts, I guess you would call it. The one product has a high grade sea salt in it. So that's going to help you with electrolytes. Uh, and the other product has a, uh, CBD isolate which is a exogenous cannabinoid. Uh, it mimics a natural hormone in our body that's used to help regulate certain biological processes. And then we, in addition to that, also use a, a spirulina extract. Um, so it's a specific protein uh, from spirulina that also has very similar benefits to CBD. So it's essentially an antioxidant. It helps us remove extra protons, extra electricity that's sort of stuck in the body. And that's really what inflammation is to, you know, to tie us back to electricity is inflammation is extra protons. It's extra things that are looking to balance itself and they cause damage because they'll, they'll rip electrons or they'll rip electricity from other tissues in your body looking to rebalance themselves. So if you're supplementing with Blue, you know, blueberries have a lot of antioxidants or a lot, a lot of fruits and leafy greens and plants have antioxidants in them. Uh, this particular spirulina extract just so happens to be, you know, an extra powerful antioxidant. So we're using that as sort of a, you know, recovery beverage at the moment, but it, it's really all in the pursuit of how can we help other humans conduct electricity better or help them remove some of these resistive things. and. It's not just, you know, like you can't clean just drink pipes. a kombucha. Yeah, <laughs> clean the pipe. How's your spiritual pipe doing? Yes. That's really all we're like trying to figure out. <laughs> no, and supporting it through the physical, you know, it's all, as we've talked about here today, it's all so connected. Um, very cool. I just love the really fascinating and new, like groundbreaking way that you're approaching kombucha. And, um, you know, for our listeners here today, definitely make sure you check out Matt's website, uh, kombuchade.com. And of course, it'll be down below in the show notes, uh, which leads us into our Bodhi bonus. So the part of the show where we give back to our listeners and help you continue your learning and spiritual 
physical overall growth in raising your vibration, raising your frequency. Um, and Matt was going to share, I believe, a free shipping code for everyone if you want to try out some of his amazing kombuchas. Yes, we are going to put out a code for free shipping for anybody that wants to try any of our products. Uh, and that will be under the code frequency shifters. Awesome. Thank you so, so much, Matt. And thank you again, just for being here and sharing so much of your wisdom here today. I learned a ton about, uh, electricity and, um, even that last thing about the relationship between inflammation and the protons and just so much good stuff all around. It was an absolute joy to have you, uh, anything to wrap us up from either of you. Uh, I just, I think, I think I learned and Matt, please don't correct me if I'm wrong here, but if I combine kombucha and a little alcohol, it's healthy now, right? Like, (laughs) <laughs> Don't correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what I, that's what I gathered from this. A little, little tequila and a little kombucha. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm adding the right protons. <laughs> Nobody listened to him. <laughs> you know, I will say, uh, as a funny side note, we have been having a lot of success with like corner liquor stores. And for the longest time, I couldn't figure out what it was. My, my sales guy, he just kept telling me, he's like, these are the gold mines. But I think what it is, is people that are, if you are going to make a choice to consume alcohol, that you're taking precautions to, you know, manage that inflammation or, you know, managing what that is, managing your brew. Yeah. Whatever your brew is, how can you get a handle on that? And if it's having a a kombucha after a six pack, like that might be what you need to handle (laughs) your brew, you know, like I I, I actually... I actually will say like I do, you know, if I'm, I mean, I do, I I pretty much only consume like, like actual, like, like tequila on the rocks. But if I do feel like having a cocktail and I don't want to mix things that are like soda, like I don't want to do stuff like that. I will take kombucha and throw a little, you know, ice, a little kombucha and just the tequila. And it's not that I, it's obviously not that I'm like, this is healthy, but I do think it's a better option than some of the other options. Um, so I totally get that people do that. Like, you know, I'm not, I, I didn't invent this. Um, <laughs> Matt, good, what is better the, best, you know, how, how can you manage your, totally. and mitigate your risks while still live a fun, harmonious, you know, happy, healthy human lifestyle. What are all the best ways for people to, um, find you, you know, learn more about like find where your products are sold, learn more from you, just track you down. Like what are the best places? Uh, Instagram, we've been running, uh, marketing campaigns, highlighting different brain gut connections. We've explored, uh, mixed martial arts athletes. We're currently exploring, uh, an Iraq, uh, at an Afghanistan military veteran as he went through his healing journey, uh, using probiotics and ice baths. And I think what we're really, you know, attempting to do is promote this lifestyle that builds resiliency for people and because this won't be the last time that humans go through a turbulent societal economical technological you know whatever you want to call it uh you know we're all going to need to build these resilient frameworks within ourselves uh, as we grow at some point and so i think uh you know, certainly Instagram, uh, YouTube, we have a lot of content up there as well. And then, uh, we are launching a new website here coming up in January. And, uh, as a small 
teaser. We are, I don't have the order yet, but we are in the onboarding process for Whole Foods Midwest. Um, so that'll be a big announcement uh, coming up for us here soon. That's Dude, some exciting stuff. The next time we talk to Matt, it's going to be like, he's going to be a really big deal. Like he's not, <laughs> we're going to, we're probably going to have to go through like five people. His lawyers are going to have to talk to us. So it's great that we can say we knew you when. Uh, you know, it, it's something I've been visualizing for probably about five years now. And Being I think better than uh, us. I get it to get the, uh, <laughs> to just to get that, you know, sometimes getting that physical manifestation is fun, but I think the, the juiciest parts is when I was thinking about it li while living at my mom's house or the, the times that it seemed so far away. And now that it's here, it's kind of surreal. And it is sort of like this, it's anticlimactic in a way because it isn't the finish line. It actually means there's more work. So I think, you know, it's a good lesson, I think, of not getting caught up in the physical side of it because there isn't a finish line to this thing. Like all of those things that you think are finish lines are just the starting line of your next race. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm Especially certainly, if you're taking cold showers every day and constantly trying to rise into that next level, right. And push yourself into new, new challenges. There's always going to be another line. So just, a, it's a great way to close and reminder that to slow down and enjoy the journey, enjoy the manifestation process. It's not all about that, that finish line. No, it's just good friends and community. And it's having, having people at the beach with you at the end of the, the end of the road. Absolutely. Ah, well, I've been, it's been an honor to witness your journey over the last three years that I've known you and I can't wait to see where you go in the future. So thanks again for being here, Alex and Matt. And with that, we will wrap up. See everybody again soon at another episode of the Frequency Shifter Show. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Frequency Shifters. We really hope that you got some value, you learned something, and that there's something from this episode that you can take away and use in your life. Who are you thinking of right now that needs to hear this episode? Please share it with them. Share this on social media, subscribe and like and leave a comment. And please, if you have a comment or an idea or something that you want us to talk about or investigate, leave it online and we will go into those and bring you that information. Please like, share and subscribe and we will see you next time.